0: Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to, and thank you for joining us today to Let's Talk Adoption. And uh, today we'll be discussing a very important topic that I think will be important for many people to listen to. So stay tuned for that. I do want to remind you before we start to go to our website at letstalkadoption.com and click on the free reminder on the left side of the site. You can sign up for a free email reminder. We'll let you know about upcoming shows and also give you an opportunity to ask your questions, voice your opinion, and give us ideas for upcoming shows also. So uh, we've been getting a lot of emails in and we really appreciate that. Our email is info at com. Today's topic is selling abortions. Now, what does that mean? Uh, we're going to be discussing the behind scenes facts uh, for an abortion clinic. Many of us don't know what goes on in an abortion clinic. and. Um, this is uh, our guest today is a previous abortion clinic owner of five clinics, and um, it's a mis- must listen to show for you and for anybody else. I think you'll be uh, surprised and educated by a program too. Our guest is Carol Everett, uh, former owner of these five abortion clinics. She has um, been working now with another um, really wonderful program, which is um, not related to any pro-life groups at all um this is a, uh, a group she's called the heidi org, and it's a nonprofit agency promoting hope and dignity to girls women and families seeking self-sufficiency the program adds um, a lot of um, skills job skills and long-term education uh information promotes ethics and building confidence um, leading to productive lifestyles for women so i think it's a great um program and i hope you'll check that out at um uh, HeidiGroup.org, too. So, Carol, thank you for so, so much for coming to the show today. It's good to be with you. Well, you know what? We have a lot to share in the short time we have today, but um, I would like you to share a little bit about your background because, you know, when we talk about, gosh, you know, selling abortions, I want to know, you know, how did you get started in this? And tell us a little bit about your history.
1: Well, I sold abortions to justify my own abortion. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after Roe v. Wade, I had an abortion, and the moment the anesthesia wore off, my first thought was, I killed my baby. And, you know, where do you go with that? There's no place you can go with that. So um, the world told me that there was something wrong with me, that I was supposed to feel liberated, that I was supposed to feel good about this abortion, yet I hurt. And so you can't tell your mother, you can't tell your best friend. And um, even my husband, I was married, as many women who have abortions are, and he said we'd made the best choice we could, and we needed to go on with our lives. And I hated him, and we became a statistic. We were part of that... um, 75 percent of couples who break up within 90 days of the abortion
0: Mm, really and
1: um nothing worked in my life but i found something that did every time i sold another woman an abortion in some very sick twisted way if she was okay i was okay and i quickly evolved into the abortion industry working for a man who and i just changed the sales techniques and yes, abortions are sold. They are marketed. And we changed the way the telephone was answered. We changed the way we advertised. We more than doubled his business. He would not share that money with me. So I took his best abortionist, for it's not if, it's when you kill a woman. You have to have a doctor willing to help you in the cover-up. Mm-hmm. I opened my own clinics with a plan to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. How could I be a millionaire in the abortion business? My commission was $25 for each abortion. Wow. No, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you multiply 545 abortions, the number we did the last month I was there, times 25, and you'll find that our my last month's income was $13,625. But remember, I wanted to be a millionaire, and my goal was to make it by doing 40,000 abortions a year.
0: 40,000. And you were we, leaning, you're going toward that direction, right?
1: We were going. We <laughs> had two abortion clinics open. I figured we only needed five. My strategic plan was to open... Uh, more in 1983 and in 1984 i had every intention of being a millionaire
0: mm-hmm. so you were just drawn to this for money but what what tell me what happens behind um you know we talk about abortions what happens behind the scenes because you were in sales and 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 i know that for some of the I've look at they they talk to these young girls and they befriend them
1: they befriend them but um you know Sales is about selling a product, and in order to do that, everybody has to become the friend of the person, the buyer, in some way, shape, or form. And what you do is you just make the answer to every one of their problems abortion. But it actually starts before that. You see, our goal was three to five abortions from every teenager between the ages of 13 and 18. That was our unwritten goal. We didn't want anyone finding it. But how do you do that? Why do you do that? First of all, if they start using abortion as a method of birth control, they will continue to use it as a method of birth control through their entire lives. Mm -hmm. I saw one woman and held the hand of one woman while she had her ninth abortion. Wow. There's a 42% repeat rate nationally today. Abortion is a method of birth control.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And um, you go into the schools and you break down the natural modesty, You become the expert about sex. You get the children to laugh at their parents and their values, and the next thing you know, you're selling them abortions.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It starts in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. They go into the kindergarten classes. They put the children in a circle. They go around the room, and they Mm -hmm. say, what do your parents say to call your private parts? You know, and I know every family in the world has a different name for their private parts, so by the time you reach that third or fourth child, it is clear to those children. Their parents simply do not know what they have. Mm -hmm. But we would say, okay, boys, this is what we have. Girls, this is what you boys this is what you have girls this is what you have don't be ashamed of your private parts and you'd look out on the playground and he would be showing her his and vice versa Mm -hmm. we had accomplished our goal Mm -hmm. and truthfully in the first second third grade you start showing them pictures we use little eight inch square books with nude models with diagrams to show them how to have intercourse one book per classroom you're kidding yes wow yes one book per classroom you do not want a parent
0: seeing that that.
1: Mm -hmm. and then um You know, then they start tittering about that and talking about that, and once again you get them to laugh at their parents and their values. What would your parents say if they knew about this? Mm -hmm. Oh, they wouldn't like it. Well, you know, don't worry about it. You can talk to me about it, and I'll answer your questions. In the fourth grade, the children are counseled about sexual activity as homosexuals, Mm -hmm. sex with the same sex partner. Um, We would say go home, experiment with yourself when you're comfortable, then experiment with four or five of your friends. Wow. And then in the fifth and sixth grade, the hard cell abortion techniques uh-huh. start. And that's when they say, you know, your parents are fuddy-duddies. Your parents don't understand you sexually, do they? You know, my mother doesn't understand me. Does your mother understand you sexually? Well, um, don't worry about that. If you have any questions, come to me. And, uh, by the way, if you decided you wanted to have sex, would your mother keep you from getting pregnant? don't worry about that come to me here's a card Free mm-hmm. pregnancy test license counselors the next day the phone rings mm-hmm. the abortion clinic dispenses
0: yeah and they have and around the clock uh, some of them are open around the clock yes 24 so we hours we
1: dispense low dose birth control pills that we knew the girl would get pregnant so of.
0: those are some of the things that they, and they gave them to them free and the condoms also that probably um, were you the know the
1: cheapest condoms they can buy so they're the least effective mm-hmm. condoms they yeah.
0: can buy and these are some of the things are happening are these happening today still too
1: I believe they're still happening today. They didn't change just because I got out. Mm-hmm. If you look around and you call the clinics, you can hear them selling you abortions right over the telephone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The same script.
0: What happened? I mean, uh, you, you, you finally left. What happened to you, Carol? What, what made you leave that? Because you, you were on the road to being a millionaire because you wanted to really um, make yourself feel better about your own abortion decision. What happened? Well,
1: I was trying to um, expand. And uh, we needed help because everyone inside the abortion clinic fights the doctors, the nurses, the counselors, and the partners. And so with that in mind, I found myself a man who said he was a business counselor who promised that he could uh, solve my problems within 30 days. Mm-hmm. And he started counseling with us. And about the second time, I don't know why, but I finally sat down with this man. He didn't share any of my values. He loved his wife. He didn't drink. I couldn't understand him. He seemed pretty happy and had a peace mm-hmm. I didn't understand. And I said, are you a preacher? And he said, Yes. I said what in the world are you doing in here And he said God sent me And of course I thought the man was crazy But he said uh, he went on to say My deacons and I have been praying for some time We believe there's someone inside this abortion clinic That God wants out And we're going to be leaving in 30 days Hmm. So of course that was exciting to me Because you see I had picked out the person I wanted to take with him when he left Mm -hmm. But he didn't stop there either He went on and he said "Um, You know Carol God loves you He knows you can't be good enough he knows you can't work hard enough he knows you can't get yourself to heaven but because he loves you so much he made a way of escape for you he sent his son jesus christ to walk the face of the earth to live the sin-free life and to die on the cross as a perfect sacrifice for your sins and by this simple act of faith in jesus christ as your lord and savior your life could change Hmm. now i wouldn't be much of a salesman if i didn't ask you if you want to pray that prayer and ask your Mm
0: -hmm. jesus
1: christ to become your savior and Mm -hmm. of course i prayed the prayer to shut the man up
0: Uh, Not because you really felt a conviction in your heart. Mm -hmm. No,
1: but this is the prayer he prayed. Dear God, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. Reign on the throne of my heart as Lord and Savior. Make me a worker in your vineyard. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I prayed that prayer and got in the car to go back to the abortion clinic laughing all the way, going, Does this man really think I'm going to leave all this money and go to California to work in a vineyard? But when I got back to the abortion clinic something had happened those girls were not walking in the front door saying I want to get pregnant they were coming in that I've been wanting an abortion I'm finally pregnant they were coming in that front door crying saying I don't know what to do and so all we had to do was stop using the fear motive mm-hmm. ask them the questions calm them down mm-hmm. and I started taking them into my office and one by one helping them choose life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that day, I was not saying, isn't this great, I saved three babies today. I was saying I lost $75, money, 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 Mm. and fell to my knees from the floor of that abortion clinic. And a few hours after the first prayer, I prayed a heart prayer. Lord, if there is a Lord, if this is not where you want me, hit me over the head with a Mm two-by-four. And our clinics were caught attempting to do abortions on women who were not pregnant. Wow. 27 days after the pastor came in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my clear answer to prayer that I did not to be in, need to be in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I gathered my things and left.
0: Yeah, and you had also, you had a death also uh, in your clinic too, right?
1: We had one death in the clinic that we knew of. Yeah. We got her out of the clinic before she died, so we could always say we never had a death there. Yeah, But yeah. once a month, one out of every 500 women had a hysterectomy, a colostomy, and then we had the death. We never had a lawsuit because there's a bit of a, a built-in cover-up. Mm-hmm. People do not want to call the, the press and say, this is what this abortion clinic did to me or
0: this is what My happened to me. Family or someone, Family's yeah.
1: embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Everyone's embarrassed. They just keep their mouth shut and keep plodding forward yeah. and deal with the issues. And, of course, they're dealing with too many issues to think about anything else at that time. Yeah, it's so very hard. They don't, uh, they don't report the abortion clinic. Bought
0: Yeah, well we're going to take a break when we come back. Carol has more information about what goes on behind abortion clinics in the U.S. and, uh, and her story too, so we'll be right back at this quick break. God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey his plan to you? Perhaps he is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit lifetimeadoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on uh, KFIA AM 710 today. And if you just joined the program today, we're talking about selling abortions with Carol Everett, a former owner of many abortion clinics, and uh, we're discussing what's happening behind the scenes on on uh, in, in abortion clinics, too. I also want to remind you of a couple of websites you might want to visit. Uh, one of them is um, openadoption.com or uh, adoptiontree.com, so there are quite a few links on those sites that might be able to help you, too. Carol, before we left, you were talking about you know the day that you really realized that you know you weren't you weren't going to be a millionaire now making abortions, and that God had really convicted you and said you know carol you can't keep doing this, and that also um, you went on and had then this this you know your your clinics were uh, into some legal battles. What happened at that point
1: well, uh, first of all, I never thought i 'll never be a millionaire. That was not the thought the thought was i 'm not supposed to be here mm-hmm. I am not supposed to be here and so I left and um uh, no one came it was reported on uh television in the dallas fort worth area one of the largest markets in the nation that we were caught attempting to do abortions on women who were not pregnant it aired for five days every time the news was on there it was and not one single authority walked in the front door Hmm, no local authority Mm
0: -hmm. no
1: state authority no national authority investigated you see Abortion is still the largest unregulated legal industry in the nation today. Mm-hmm. Everyone assumes it falls under the same surgical standards as any other surgical facility, and that is simply not true. Mm-hmm. There were no regulations to say it was wrong to kill women or wrong to do abortions on women who were not pregnant.
0: Well, what happens, uh, you know, we talked about also um, a woman that got a C. What happens, um, the risks to women having abortions?
1: Well, the risks are great. you know one out of four have problems with future pregnancies, including sterility mm-hmm. uh ninety four percent one study says have emotional trauma we now call post abortion syndrome and mm-hmm. the studies now show that a woman who has a risk uh, has a if she's eighteen or under has a fifty percent increased risk of breast cancer if she's mm-hmm. nineteen or over, she only has a thirty percent increased risk of breast cancer, but now they're also relating colon cancer uterine cancer and other cancers to abortion
0: so Mm -hmm.
1: a woman who has abortion is dramatically affecting her health in a negative way
0: and they don't think about it because so early in their life and you said 43 percent of the women have had abortions
1: 43 percent of american women Mm -hmm. 60 and under have experienced an abortion now let's not run over that let's think about that for a minute that means when you go to the restaurant tonight that 43 percent of the women 60 and under, sitting Mm -hmm. around you have had an abortion. That's huge. That's
0: almost 50%, half the room.
1: But no one has yet considered the fact that there is a man who was part of that. So Mm -hmm. 43% of the men. So if Mm -hmm. that's 43% of adults, 60 and under... That's mm-hmm. a tremendous number of people who are hurting.
0: Right. And, that, and that, there is a lot of help, and I know that the org is helping with some of that um, and other organizations, too. I have a question from a, from a listener, too. They want to know, uh, they, were, they were asked um, $3,000 for an abortion, um, late-term abortion. Why is it so expensive? What, what, well, they're covering the doctors, Heine, right?
1: Well, let's just talk about abortion. Let's just talk about the price okay. of abortion. A first trimester abortion will cost $300 up in this nation. Mm -hmm. and he can do 10 to 12 an hour. How does he do 10 to 12 an hour? He puts one team of two assistants in one room. They get the first girl up across the hall. The second team of two assistants get up the second girl. He goes in to do the first abortion. He finishes that. He goes across the hall. He doesn't stop to do surgical scrub. He doesn't stop to do operative notes. He runs across the hall, changes gloves, and does abortion number two while abortion number one gets the first girl out, cleans the room, gets the third girl up, so when he finishes abortion number two, he can run back across the hall and do abortion number three. Oh, wow. In the first trimester, his fee is one third. So for that three hundred dollar abortion, he puts a hundred dollars in his pocket. But he can do ten to twelve an hour, so he's making a thousand to twelve hundred dollars an hour. Mm. But second and third trimester abortions put fifty percent of the total fee in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And so for that three thousand dollar abortion, he puts her up, he does the abortion, it takes about twenty minutes, he can do three an hour, but remember he pockets fifteen hundred dollars each. So if he does three of those an hour, he's putting $4,500 an hour in his pocket Mm -hmm. without the benefit of taxes. Mm -hmm. We did not wish to be responsible for any portion of our abortionist malpractice insurance. They were not employees. They were independent contractors. Mm -hmm. We kept two sets of books, Mm -hmm. one where we had their money, another where we collected our money. We never showed their money as income. At Mm -hmm. the end of the day, we did not know which doctor would do which abortion. They turned in receipts. We paid them in cash. No 1099, no W-2. Mm-hmm. Left entirely to the discretion of that person killing babies for a living, what he reported mm-hmm. to IRS. But, of mm-hmm. course, we know he reported every cent.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's risk as far as, you know, we have had, uh, I've, I've heard of a lot of women coming in, late-term abortions, and they're still being done. What What is a, a late-term abortion considered? Uh, well, 32 weeks or 30 weeks?
1: Well, I think anything <coughs> over 17 weeks is a difficult, is, is a very difficult procedure for the woman to endure. Her mm-hmm. uterus is so thin, it's easy to tear her uterus with the uh, bones or with the instruments. And mm-hmm. she, there's a lot more blood lost. And, of course, they do abortions through all nine months of pregnancy, not because of Roe v. Wade, but because of Dobbs v. Bolton, the companion case, which says for the health of a mother, mm-hmm. an abortion be- can be completed through all nine months of pregnancy, and that's where they catch us on health.
0: Mm-hmm. And people get very stressed out. I've, I've had even uh, pastors pastors encouraging their daughters to get abortions because they're so shocked. And they really? just wanted to go away.
1: We see a lot of pastors and, and uh, deacons and other members of church who suddenly are pro-choice when mm-hmm. their daughter is
0: pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. We just, uh, the uh, MSNBC uh, just came out uh, with a the baby, smallest baby in Miami, yeah. delivered nearly 22 weeks. She was only nine and a half inches long, 10 ounces when she was born, mm-hmm. and she was delivered at 21 weeks, six days after conception. Mm-hmm. Now, that that baby normally would be aborted. Many times would have been aborted, too. Well,
1: she's been, they're being aborted right now while we're talking. They're being aborted all over this nation.
0: And so t- what can people do to help out with this, too? I mean, knowledge is important. That's why we have the program. That's why we wanted you on the show. But what else can people do when they see people that are hurting? And we've got teens, and we've got older people, too. You know, we've got women in their 30s and 40s that are...
1: Well, I think we all need to educate ourselves because you never know when you're going to be asked to uh, deal with something like this. And the most important thing when you are faced with it is to say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say here? Speak through me because Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say because Mm -hmm. each person is different. Mm -hmm. But we need to understand the development of the babies, and we need to understand exactly what's available in our area to help that woman through the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And trust me, Mm -hmm. in every area across this nation, we have multitudes of people willing to help her through that pregnancy and beyond
0: right and she it's, will yeah. not
1: lack for anything mm-hmm. not not a place to live
0: mm-hmm.
1: not clothing not anything not medical care we're opening a free medical clinic right now in dallas
0: how are you uh, what's going to be called
1: it's just going to be called uh, the angelese clinic
0: that's great and
1: so uh, we need to be aware of the opportunities around us for help for every woman mm-hmm. so we know how to help them when
0: mm-hmm. the time comes Yeah. Now, as far as, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the the abortion clinics sometimes refer over to adoptions, others do not. Do you have any opinion on that?
1: Well, the adoption, I'm surprised that they're referring for adoption because they have started to become their own adoption agency so that they can say that they're caring. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the ones that they're referring are the ones that don't have the money or have are probably at high risk. They are not referring people with money the people who have the capability to have abortions so don't ever believe that abortions have somehow abortion clinics have somehow turned soft on you and are caring about life Mm -hmm. it's just for those women who don't have the money or are high risk Mm -hmm. you know the only abortion i ever saw that with an anencephalic, a baby who had no uh real uh it looks like a frog Mm -hmm. you know they have no real bones in their head and sometimes they Mm -hmm. don't have brains and Mm -hmm. uh, the only anencephalic baby i saw not one of my abortions would touch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They wanted it done somewhere else. So I think that's what we're seeing all the time.
0: And as far as for for young women listening right now uh, that are considering abortion or their friends are considering abortion, what would you say to them?
1: I would say your body has already told you that that baby is there. It is not a, it can, it can be a different sex. It can be a different blood type. It is not an extension of your body. It is a unique human being that the Lord has placed in your body. You have been blessed with that baby Mm-hmm. And please, before you start to think about anything else, know that there are thousands, perhaps millions of people who would adopt your baby, mm-hmm. who would help you through the pregnancy and beyond. Mm-hmm. I would never step into that abortion clinic again simply because of what it, the risk to my health. But today, I know there are millions of people who are there to help you.
0: Right, call and, up, and call for, us today. Mm-hmm. And there's also a do, uh, birthmomblessings.com is another site too. Yourheidigroup.org. Uh, What's your phone number there too? In case someone wants information regarding, uh, you know, if they've gone through an abortion already and they're they're facing this, or they haven't faced, mm-hmm. um, they have not faced their abortion, and they're maybe struggling, they're depressed, they're suicidal. Um, do you help women yes, in this sir, situation? Yes, or we can
1: refer you to someone in your area who can, and our mm-hmm. number is 512-255-2088.
0: Okay, and if anybody has any questions, they can always email me, and I'll pass that on to you at info at com. And I think this is a real important topic that we need to discuss, um, Carol, and, and the work that you're doing right now is really important, and I'm so glad that you were able to, you know, get out of that and really, um, um, you know, it's really important that um, you're doing the work you're doing now to help women be all they can be in life and uh, and really focusing on that. So I, I wish you the very best, and I'm so glad you are on the program.
1: Well, thank you, and bless
0: you for all you do. Well, thank you so much, Carol. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it. And if anybody else has more information or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Um, info at com too. And there are resources out there, so if you are interested in, um, you know, adoption or in, um, you know, parenting, um, as Carol did mention, there are places out there that will help you with the expenses. And again, you want to visit um, the org or uh, birthmotherblessings.com, openadoption.com, and you'll find lots of resources on there for you, too. Well, next week we'll have another great show for you. We have um, some wonderful shows coming up in the next few months. Uh, Each week we bring you new topics on uh, parenting, adoption, uh, foster care, international adoption, uh, relationships. And so if you have topics you'd like to hear, this is how we get a lot of our topics. um, They're sent in to us. Um, We have people that listen to the program and say, I want to know about fill in the blank. That's why we want you to email us and let us know what you'd like to hear about and uh, the topics you'd like to learn. And also your questions are sent to us.